0: It's a real game changer for people because they start to realize that they're no longer beholden to things that they think are basically defining the experience that they have in a given day. They start to recognize that they can design those things themselves. And it it is really, really quite a cool thing to watch people do it and and see them go, oh, my God, I can really do this kind of anywhere in any way that I want.
1: that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Oh, be it listener. This episode is all the things. It's just so great. So um, I'm constantly amazed by the people that I get to meet in this world. And I hope that you um, hope that you get to have that experience in your life as well. And, and I will say like, it is uh, by putting yourself in really weird, uncomfortable and blind date ish experiences. Um, but when you uh when you do that and you open yourself up to meeting new people and interesting people, it's really amazing what can happen. And this woman, this guest is Mallory Gott, and I just freaking love her. I love what she's doing. Um it amazes me. Her job sounds so freaking fun. And also the tips and advice she gives, like, you know, she puts on these amazing experiences for even big companies and products, but she she gave such great insight for like even redesigning your home, you know, and, and all the tips she gives like can really change your day. I will be really honest before we recorded this episode. I was just having a really rough, long morning of meetings, meetings like that. I was like not excited. (laughs) Um, and it's not because I don't love what I do, but sometimes work just feels like work. And after listening to her and her tips and her advice, um, it changed my mood. It changed my, my uh, spirit, and then I really did take her advice, her beat advice. Literally, I wrote some words down of how I want to, this week to feel and this day to feel, and I have changed my outlook on the whole thing. And I think that's really powerful in being it till you see it in your life. Like there, we don't have to slog through things. We don't have to just get it done. We don't have to drag ourselves across the finish line. We can actually, using adjectives and her tips, absolutely change the way you are in that moment that you're in, including when you hear her talk about chopping vegetables. And so I am so grateful for Mallory. I'm actually really grateful for our mutual friend, Megan, who introduced us uh, because I got to have this experience in this conversation, but I am actually even more grateful for you because you listen to the show each and every week and you tell your friends about it and you share it and you tell me your favorite parts um, because of you. I got to ask this amazing, incredible human being to be on this show. And um, so thank you. Thank you for being you. And thank you for being part of this entire, be it till you see it mission. Um, If it wasn't for you, I would just be asking random people to be on zoom calls with me and recording them. And they might think that's weird. So, (laughs) so you're a big part of how this happens. So here is Mallory Gott. All right, you know, you're supposed to strengthen yourself. You're supposed to work those muscles. You're also supposed to stretch. (laughs) You're also supposed to do all these things while doing life. And let me just tell you, I understand I've been there before and I got really frustrated. Um, I got really frustrated with like my workouts, not actually making changes in my body. I didn't feel stronger. I didn't feel more confident. I didn't feel like I was getting good posture and I was standing all day. And so I went on a mission for my own self and I discovered it. I figured it out. But where I'm at now, 20 years down the road, is I'm seeing so many people have the same issue I had and not have the time to actually go do the research, go do the journey. And then also so many workouts that say they're going to do all these things are an hour long. And let's just be real. No one has time for extra hour long workouts when you have the other things you're already doing. So here's what I've created for you a full body workout in 15 minutes you're going to stretch you're going to strengthen you're going to work the center of your body that's going to help you work your coordination your posture confidence injury prevention hello those with lower back pain we're going to get rid of that too so i see you and i really want you to be in this program it is a free program right now um, if we will kick off on february 20th so you need to sign up before then you're going to go to online fullbodyin full body in 15 that's n-i-n-1-5 so Go to onlineplayasclassic.com slash 15 Snag your spot. You're going to join us for a week. I'm going to actually teach you not just a 15-minute workout, but how to actually do the workout on your own when it's over. So when we're done, you can add this workout before or after something you're already doing. You can do it on the days where all you have is 15 minutes. And I promise you, you're going to feel like woo, stronger, taller, less aches and pains and everything else you're doing. And of course, help you do life better. All right. I have Mallory got here. Ah, I'm so excited. We're finally doing this. We <laughs> had too much fun uh, talking <laughs> the night away because of a mutual friend, Megan, who's going to be on the pot as well. And actually she was the one who said you should be on my podcast. And, um, and so I was like, well, let's meet up. And she planned this whole thing. And it's true. Like we were talking and I was like, oh my gosh, I, first of all, I love this woman. I can't, I want to be her friend all the time. <laughs> and I feel like Las Vegas is a lot like LA. Like once you start working and traveling, even the locals aren't around as much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, so we'll still have to make another date happen, but Mallory, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you are out in the world doing your thing. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you do?
0: Yeah, well, Thank you very much for having me and shout out to Megan, um, who apparently is going to be on the podcast also for getting us together. I appreciate it. Um, so my name is Mallory Gott, uh, but I go by mouth because it's easier and it's more fun. Um, and when you and I met, I got to share a little bit with you and we shared a lot about both of our kind of respective work areas, but about my experiential design firm. So Long story short, because we're going to get into long story long in the next little bit of time here, and I don't want to, you know, kind of kill the vibe right out of the gate. Um, But in experiential design, where I started was really with event design and production, but slowly. And then not slowly at all, it expanded into these other areas. Um, And now experiential design has really taken the shape of a framework that I've built that I use with a variety of clients where we look at any experience you might have, whether it's on a team level, um, an individual level, a project level, and we design it with a feelings led approach. And we'll talk, I'm sure, about what that means, but it basically means we get to think about how somebody or a group of somebody's want an experience to feel. And then we help them design that experience and the process that they um, go through building it out to evoke those feelings as frequently as possible. So it's pretty, pretty
1: cool stuff. It is so. So, so I inquire your mind's mind oh well, no, Do, do mm-hmm. you just love how many different experiences you get to be part of? Because like, I feel like every day is a, every, every experience is going to be different. <laughs>
0: They are. They're really, really different. And um, I do. And, you know, one of the things that I really love, and it's, it's a lot of fun for me when I get to have conversations like this. And I don't just say that like, you know, oh, it's a lot of fun to talk about, it. but it's a lot of fun because it reminds me that I can design the experiences in my day-to-day life uh, using the same framework that I would share with anybody who said we have this to redesign, right? Like we have like a, a restaurant brand to redesign, which we've done, or we have a, a you know, 7,500 person trade show that we're trying to redesign, which we're actively doing right now, um, or an art gallery that needs to find more customers. Like these are all things we've done. And so, you know, you and I were talking right before we officially clapped into the podcast um, about the experience. experience of traveling for, for work as being one of the things that we're now ramping back up on. Yeah. And kind of, we weren't specifically talking about the framework, but one of the things, like the way that I try to design the experiences with my business or my day-to-day are around things being simple, easy, and fun. That's the way I want stuff to feel. So, you know, we got to talking about like, well, what makes some of this travel simpler or easier or more fun? And I could go into a whole rabbit hole. We touched on a couple of things, but like having this conversation, it is a great reminder. And it doesn't matter whether anyone that we work with is talking about, like, I want to redesign, you know, the way that I experience trying to find a life partner, like dating, the dating experience, <laughs> or which, you know, I've had people say, like, I hate trying to find, I hate trying to date, like, this experience sucks. And I'm like, great. So I bet you don't want it to feel like it sucks. Right. So like, let's put it through the framework. Or I've had people come in and say, you know, we need to redesign um, this brand rollout or this product launch. And, and it doesn't matter what the experience is. It's the same it's the same yeah. framework and it's cool to be able to see how it can be applied in so many different ways. That's
1: really cool that you said that because I think we almost forget the experiences that we have. And um we're like, look, for example, you have a friend who's like, dating is not fun. This experience isn't fun. And she might not mm-hmm. think that someone who also helps launch a product can go, Well, here, let's actually put it through this framework and let's make it more fun. Mm-hmm. But I think we forget that we have these tools at our disposal like If you have something in your life that's already simple, easy and fun, you might be able to like recreate the wheel (laughs) with Mm -hmm. with something else. So okay, so you do big product launches, conference launches and then also you are a dating coach on the side apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I should I should be very clear. I am not a dating coach and in <laughs> fact, I should be the last person to date a coach, but what I am, a good coach of and what the framework eventually expanded to include were individual experiences that people had and understanding that you know how you want an experience to feel regardless of what the experience is and I can help you figure out how to take it through a set of simple steps that will allow you to create the experience to evoke those feelings. So in this case, it just so happened to be dating, but by no means am I uh, a matchmaker? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, that's not, don't, call her. don't, don't yeah, call her. Don't, I have, I have many nice friends, male and female and non-binary. And I'm, I would be happy to introduce some to people. <laughs> the, you know, as but like, that's not my bailiwick first and foremost. So just a quick <laughs> disclaimer there, but yes, it runs the gamut.
1: So, Okay. Um, I think, you know, there's, um, if you're listening, you're like, okay, but I do not have a lot product to launch. It's like, but you do have like Thanksgiving parties you're putting on or Halloween events or, um, I put on retreats and something that Mm -hmm. I think people, one thing that I'm very clear on, um, and I probably should still use your framework is when I'm, I'm having a business retreat coming here in March to Las Vegas. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, how do I want them to feel? What do I want them to prioritize? Like, what are those things? and putting, making sure that those are the things that are in the schedule, in the calendar to make sure that that's what, what happens. Um, not everyone starts that way. What, what have you seen? Like, what are the mistakes in planning of experiences and like, what should we be thinking about instead?
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. And, um, you know, for people who are going, yeah, that's cool. If you plan a giant trade show, but like, I'm trying to do a home renovation, right? Like, what are you talking about? So it's really great because it, again, it can be so ubiquitously applied. So just to take, I'll kind of do a quick parallel of what you're describing with the retreat that you're mm-hmm. going to be organizing and putting on. And then I'll just use the example of a home renovation. Um, Cause I got to do this. This was a one that uh, another um, person I worked with was like, all right, this experience in the past has been really horrific and I don't want it to be that way again. So like, how do we, we do this, right? So if we were to look at it in terms of the, the four steps of the framework um, or the four different kind of parts of the framework, the first one would be how you want the experience to feel. We've already said that. So in the case of the retreat, you may identify, I usually encourage people to identify three to five adjectives that describe the ideal feeling that this experience will evoke. Um, And then for the person doing the renovation, the same thing, right? So a lot of times when we start, people are thinking about the end product. So I'm thinking about how I want the retreat to feel for people who are buying it and coming to it, or I'm thinking about how I want the renovated space to feel once it's complete. And I kind of take those those adjectives and I list them out. Then the second step um, is where We actually start looking at whether, you know, whether you're thinking about the experience design and those feelings in terms of how you want the process of building that experience to feel for you. So a lot of people can start with the end product and go, cool, I want this retreat to feel, you know, informative or relaxing or inspirational, or or I want this renovation to feel, you know, calming and cozy. And I want it to feel like warm or biting or whatever. But then, when I start to take them through the second part, where it's like, well, what does that look like for you as the person building the experience? They, it starts to feel a little bit murky, and they're like, yeah. "What are you talking about?" And that's where I have to say, well, if you can't, you know, let's use the renovation. If you don't feel like the experience of of picking out your contractors, going to pick out your, you know, your your designed materials, working with an interior designer if you're choosing yeah. to do so, even selecting the time that you want the renovation to start and scheduling it, if those things don't feel calming and inviting and relaxing, like it's going to be tough for you to get to an end product that feels the same way. Or if, as you're designing the, the retreat itself, you know, you're not feeling inspired. You're, if every single thing feels like you're pulling teeth or you're not feeling like it's informative, like you're getting kind of invigorated during the process of putting it together then it's going to be difficult. You People can do it and people do it all the time, but usually that's the part where you're just, you start to get into this mindset of like, okay, we just have to get through it. We just have to get to the end. And mm-hmm. and when you're in that mindset, the experience is no longer, you're no longer designing the experience. No. The experience is basically running roughshod over you and you're hoping to just cross the finish line. So those are kind of two of the earliest steps. And then we go through that very natural part, that people's response to designing an experience for themselves is which is like okay that's all well and good but like really that's that's probably not going to work like I can't feel inspired all the time during the process of building a retreat or I can't feel inviting and cozy and comfy while I'm trying to put you know like I have to be so analytical or I have to get things done and we really work through what are the things that are just the untruths about the way we typically design the experiences that we have, where we kind of think it's only once we get across the finish line that we can experience those feelings.
1: Yeah. And I think like this listening, to, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to redo uh, like 17 other things. Um, <laughs> because it is true. Like I'm even sitting here right now, like as we're recording this, it's the end of towards the end of 2021. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just got to get to December 12th. If I can get to December 12th. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not yeah. fun. I'm not having fun going. I just got to get to December 12th. Like it's like, I feel like those merit, like those iron men, like we watch them and they're like mm-hmm. crawling across the finish line. I'm like, I would uh-huh. love to just walk across <laughs> with my head held high. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so I, uh, I need to go back to my adjectives of how I want everything to feel so that I can actually experience yeah. it now. So then the next thing is if people can identify the adjectives of the thing that they want at the end. And then they can Uh look at that as the experience. Um, what are, what are some things that the person doing the home renovation or someone creating a retreat, what are they, what can they do in their step one? Like, do you know what I mean? Like what's that first next step to get started in that?
0: Yeah. So one of the ways that I try to help people with this, because for a lot of us, including myself at times, and that's why I was saying to you, it's not a, it's not just lip service to me to have these conversations. Cause it is a reminder to me about how to reintroduce this into my own life all the time, right? Like you teach it and you do it, but sometimes it's easy to lose track of it for yourself. Yeah. So when we've had people, you know, if people can identify those adjectives and, and I encourage people to get really specific because it's a lot easier to understand whether, something you're designing as like an interim touch point um, gets you closer or further away to something that is, let's say the inspirational um, or the adjective is dazzling than it is to say, Oh, it's good. You know, like, well, what's good, right? Good's really kind of nebulous. It's kind of vague. So if you can identify those adjectives first, then the next step for most people, because, they want to jump right into it, but it's such a big paradigm shift to think about the experience and the adjectives first. Is to start with something really, really small and almost innocuous, or maybe not even related to the big experience that you're designing. So, if you're in the you know the person that's doing the home renovation, and you're you're you've picked the adjective of um, what was one inspirational or cozy or inviting mm-hmm. or whatever then you know instead of going like okay now i'm going to go out and pick a, a general contractor and i'm going to do a whole design and da 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 the first thing you might do might be to just go to the Lowe's or Home Depot near you and walk through the hardware section. And I mean like the cabinetry hardware, don't, or unless you love tools, go to that hardware section or wherever you want to go. Um, and just look at like, if I hold up two things, which one do I think is cozier, you know, and be honest with yourself. Like, is this cozier or this cozier? Do I really love farmhouse modern or am I really like back in the day buffet? And I love Baroque weirdo, you know, our handle, <laughs> handle cabinetry. But cause like so many times we'll tell ourselves like, okay, I want it to feel cozy, but everybody does farmhouse modern right now. And that's what I should be doing. It's like, maybe you should be, or maybe you shouldn't be, you know? And if you're in the vein of the retreat and planning that process, you know, a lot of times it's like, okay, I do want it to feel, um, informative or inspirational, but I have to be realistic about, and and I say realism is one of the red flags that I'm out of experience design land and I'm into analytics led design. Um, I have to be realistic about what needs to get done. And it's like, yeah, okay, you do. But if you've got some things that you need to be done, what are the, you know, I have to pull together these three communications that are going to get sent to my internal team so that they can push them out to the people participating. Let's say that's one of them. Okay, so how do I design that small, seemingly inconsequential experience to? be more inspirational to me or to be more um, informative or exciting or whatever adjectives I picked. And that can be stuff as simple as like where I sit to write those communications or the language that I use as I'm sending it out. Or the, even, you know, I've had clients do this where they're like, we can't possibly introduce, you know, a GIF or a meme into our messaging. And I'm like, why not? Like, if that makes it feel more lighthearted and whimsical, and that's what you're designing this experience to be. Give it a whirl, you know. Like the worst case scenario, you're 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 out one message, right? So the first step for people who've got the adjectives is to take them and to insert them. And we use a lot of um, uh, Mad Libs in the in the framework. Um, insert them into these small touch points and design with the feelings first for these small touch points. If you can't find the adjectives, then there's this kind of a sub step to help with that as well, because sometimes for folks, even just trying to identify truly how do I want this experience to feel is such a foreign concept that they're yeah. like, I can't even get there. <laughs> and and they can get there. They just need a little bit of additional support to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have my, my mind thinking, like, cause I was just, I was just on a meeting with my team and I'm like, I do not even like how I'm being on this meeting. I don't like how this meeting is going. And, yeah. and it's like, we can, if we can really identify those adjectives and I might have to have them on my wall where I can see them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But just trying to insert that, um, can really change the outcome of everything because it's true. Like if you want something to be inspirational, but not a single meeting has anything inspiring in it, it starts to feel a little disjointed and almost like, um, I think that's also where even imposter syndrome can come in for people or like Mm -hmm. misalignment and feeling like they're not, you know, um, Well, imposter is exactly the right word. So, you know, um, you know, if you're, if you're putting on an inspirational event, but no one is having fun and no one's inspired, it's not going to, it's not going to come out the way it could, you know? Um, it makes yeah. me think of like when you pour water on a plant, they've done studies, right? If you pour water on a plant saying negative things, the plant dies. And if you pour water saying positive things it lives. So that's mm-hmm. where my mind is going. Um, this is really cool. Yeah,
0: so don't, don't shame your plants, whether they're meetings or picking a general, like don't shame your proverbial plants yeah. Support and love your plants, right? Oh, yeah, Do that. Take that, that, your that new approach. Shirt. <laughs> your don't new shame shirt. your plants. That's right. That's right. Uh,
1: so, okay. Um, I, I think that that's really, I think that's really cool. Just going to the hardware store, just do, starting with one thing. Is this cozier? Cause that is, that actually does really help people. Um, I think the touch also helps people get a little bit more, um, in there mm-hmm. and can, and put them in there. Um, okay. What has been the most fun experience you've put together? Whatever you oh, can, man. whatever you can share, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, well, there, there are some that I've done in my personal life that have nothing to do with the business that have been an absolute hoot, but there have been uh, several as well that have been business related. One that comes to mind is just, um, so we went in, so on the business side of things, we went into this, uh, this organization in Chicago, they, they had this big, um, event product that they had been, you know, it had been helped for many, many years and they just, they didn't feel like it was doing much and it was stagnant. And they brought us in to help them redesign the experience. And one of the things that we did, so they told us even before we got there and did the initial exercise of defining the adjectives with them. Um, some of the folks in their leadership team told us they really wanted something transformational and, and, um and so what we did was to go in and do the actual meeting with this group of probably 10 to 12 people um we went in a day early and they were like why are you here do we need to be here and we were like no you just show up the next morning we're, we got everything covered so we actually took their conference room and completely converted it we designed the entire conference room we brought in all this stuff to um to to like make it look and feel completely different than what they were accustomed to and we had put up paper all in all the windows on the one side where people could see in and it was like, you know, under construction and stuff. So they came in and they had this unbelievable reaction to like, what is this? You know what? And of course we use that as a way to try to get them like, Hey, this is transformational. This is the kind of thing that you're, you're hoping people are going to feel when they participate. But then the cool part was that, you know, so they're like, they're going through the morning, they're having a great time. We're doing all these exercises. We're getting a bunch of stuff down. We excuse them, we send them out to lunch to do this activity where they're going to different places in small groups and they're seeing what the experience is through this lens of experience design. During the hour that they had lunch, we flipped the room entirely. So we designed it in such a way that they could come back. Like we could really fast pull everything and change the look entirely. And it was a completely different vibe. And so they came back and they were like, what the heck? You know, like they, it was like a whole nother And so it was also designed to show them that transformational doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be this really stagnant transformation or that it's got to be this thing that, you know, if you do it with some forethought, you can have multiple transformations in a single experience and really drive home that concept and that feeling for the people who are participating. Um, And so what was cool for me was the creativity of like, designing that experience for the the customers that we had, you know brought in. Um, but then also seeing them actually start to really see it and to start to kind of cement this concept in their minds of like, okay, we get what the feeling is. We don't have to wait until, you know, a year from now, once we've done this to experience this feeling. like there are things we can start to do right now and they can be iterative and they can be, you know, there can be a number of them continuously that will allow us, to know whether we're getting, we're achieving this feeling or we're moving further away from it. Yeah. Um, so the, I think that was one of the coolest experiences I've had that, you know, you could just see it all over, you could read them like a book and it was really, really fun.
1: Okay. So, um, do you have a favorite website for that adjectives? Because you use <laughs> <was> the best <laughs> ones. <laughs> like um, I love more. I, I feel like I always want to know more words and you have used mm-hmm. 17 words that I probably haven't used in a sentence in a year. So like, I'm just <laughs> Um,
0: I'm a, you know what? I'm a big fan. I keep it simple. I use thesaurus.com. Uh, I use it often. I use it when I write, I use it frequently. So, um, thesaurus.com shout out to them. Uh, they're great. (laughs) They they do have a lot of pop-up ads on their site, but that's because it's a free website. So I won't, you know, I won't complain because they do a great service to the (laughs) English speaking community of the world. So yay for thesaurus.com.
1: Oh my God. I love you. I'm, I'm, um, I can see uh, I can see why people have to hire you. And I also can see how, like, what, what you put together, your framework can be so useful. And even like, I mean, I feel like parents homeschooling their kids could have had a totally different experience last year if they had, (laughs) how do I make this easy, Mm -hmm. simple, and fun? And what Mm -hmm. experience do I want to feel like at the end of the day?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's just it is it's, when I like when a person starts to shift their paradigm to this concept that literally anything I do, um, you know, my my drive to or from wherever I have to go during a given day, uh, the experience of putting together dinner for myself or for my family, grocery shopping, um, the meetings that I have to conduct online or at home um, or in the office, if I'm back in the office, picking the contractor, or designing the retreat. Any of these things, they're all experiences. And I really do have the ability to figure out how I want to feel and then design these to maximize those feelings. Man, it's a real game changer for people because they start to realize that they're no longer beholden to things that they think are de- basically defining the experience that they have in a given day. They start to recognize that they can design those things themselves. And it's, it is is really, really quite a cool thing to watch people do it and, and see them go, oh, my God, I can really do this kind of anywhere in any way that I want. This is cool.
1: 100%. I mean like you can um like it's just like you can like literally turn your day around. If you're not enjoying the experience of your day, you're yeah. like, "Okay, how do I want this day to go?" you know, and like yeah. so I hate grocery shopping. Like hate it. And before mm-hmm. uh delivery was really a thing and accessible to get my groceries mm-hmm. delivered. I used to tell Brad, I'm like, "Okay, this is the amazing race. Like we're just going to go into Trader Joe's we have 22 minutes that's all I'm giving Trader Joe's and so we're gonna (laughs) go in there and we're gonna team up you have a list I have a list and we're just like going through and I'm like okay we're Mm -hmm. out we get who we like would separate in the in the lines to see whose line is faster we made it a game and I was like okay Mm -hmm. we won that
0: (laughs) yeah no 100% and I mean and it's like One of the things that was such an eye opener for me, and I laugh about this every time I share it because it sounds so ridiculous, but so I don't hate grocery shopping. I don't mind it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. But one of the things I do absolutely dislike strongly, I shouldn't say hate, but I don't like it very much, um, weirdly, is cutting up vegetables. I really am not great at it and I can't stand it. And so I was like, finally, one day I was like, how do I design this experience? Like I was so angry chopping something. And I was like, wait a minute, you dingbat why don't you just buy vegetables that are pre-cut? Like, what are you doing? It makes it so much easier. And it's, it takes five seconds. And I will tell you that since I started doing that, the quality of my food prepping experience has increased exponentially. And I, it was so simple, you know? And like, when I tell people that sometimes they're like, okay, but that sounds like you're just like, who cares? Or is this just, if you can, you know, and I'm like, no, because it's it's at all these little experiences that you have. It's all these little things. And like it's giving yourself permission to really look at what's more important. Is it creating experiences on a moment-by-moment basis that allow me to feel better most of the time? And I don't mean selfishly being like, I don't ever do anything that I don't care for. That's not the point. But is it creating whatever experience you've got to go through? designing it so that you can maximize those feelings to the best of your ability? Or is it just saying like, I kind of have to slog through everything and hope that once in a while something crops up that gives me those feelings, but it's completely out of my control when and where it happens. I personally prefer the former um, because it allows me to go through even stuff that might not be my first choice in a way that's much, much more, um, you know, for me, enjoyable. Like it's just a lot more fun to buy pre-cut vegetables than it is to angry chop them in my house.
1: I love that so much. So you may, you brought up something about cutting vegetables. And I think that is hilarious because I do think so many people are not cooking more because they also hate cutting vegetables. Like that, like I, um, I was reading a book and this woman wants to prepare, like do the, um, weekly prepare like food preparation, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's true. Like the amount of vegetables you have to chop to make five salads for the week is just really annoying. And she got a mandolin and that made it super Mm -hmm. fun. And so it's like just asking yourself in any experience, um, Mm -hmm. is this the way I want it to go and how do I want it to go and what different choices can I make? And so for you, it's buying pre-chopped vegetables. I love buying those. Brad makes fun. Maybe it doesn't make fun, but I do think he looks at me like, why did you buy this chopped carrots? We have a five pound bag of carrots. And it's like, yes, but I have to skin them or whatever it is. And then I have to chop them. And by the time I've done that, I don't even want to eat them. I've been looking at them too long. I don't want to do it. (laughs) So I buy the pre-cut ones for my snacks because I just want to have carrots as a snack. I don't want to make it an effort.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, and for, for, for anyone, those things are different, right? Some people would listen to this conversation and be like, oh my gosh, really? You can't cut vegetables like you're, You're pretty pretentious. Right. But it's like, no, it's not about the vegetable cutting per se. And I certainly if I have I been in positions where it's like, yeah, that couple of dollars makes a difference. I can't I will just do this thing, of course. But then if it was like, all right, I got to do it. Then how am I doing it? Right. Like, I mean, I've gotten so ridiculous as to be like, I'm gonna put on I really love very aggressive hip hop. Maybe not the most, you know, (laughs) acceptable thing, but like, I'll put on aggressive hip hop and I'll put on like, like it's it's silly stuff, you know, like an outfit that I like, or I'll make sure like I'll set a timer and be like, kind of like the Trader Joe's amazing race where I'll be like, all right, without cutting your fingers off, what can you do in 10 minutes? Right. And then you're done and that's going to be what it is. And like, or I'll even, you know, kind of try to do it in such a way where it's like, I'm going to buy the things that I know are easier to chop. Right. So it's, it's, it's just, understanding whatever the kind of the parameters are that the, the ones that are not malleable, the rigid parameters that you're dealing with within those parameters, how can you design this experience to be as evocative of these feelings that you want to have as possible, you know, because there's always room to play around. It doesn't matter what the experience is, how much money you have, how much time you have, whether or not you have to do it or you, or it's kind of optional for you. Like there's always room to play around with designing it in such a way that you really are, creating the best experience for you based on how you want to feel.
1: I mean, I am obsessed with you because it's basically like you're giving people the opportunity to in the moment, even change the experience that they're having and also yeah. really be in charge of the experience they're having in their life. I mean, we can't control everything, but we can't control the music we're playing in the moment in our house yeah. or we can, or we can, can really ask ourselves like, okay, I don't like how I'm feeling. Like, how do I want to feel and what options do I have to make that feeling happen. And, um, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I mean, that's like, so be it till you see it. (laughs) And, and, and that's, I hope you all see, like when I heard she does this for a big event, it's like, and she's like, no, I know you want to have a transformational event, but we have to be transformational in the meeting to have a transformational event. I'm like, yes, that is exactly how Mm -hmm. life should be lived. And I'm just so grateful for you. We're going to take a quick break and find out how people can get to know more about you. Hey, love my full body in 15 program starts really soon. It is free for now. It is a $347 value. I know. Yep, that's right. It's a three-part program that's going to be taken over the course of a week. And when you snag your spot at full slash fullbodyin15, that's onlineplatesclasses.com slash fullbodyin15. Put your name on the list. Get in. We're going to have so much fun. You're going to walk away with a 15-minute workout that will work your full body wherever you are, whenever you want. All right Mallory um where can they find you follow you stock you hire you where are, where are you okay. hanging out these days Stock
0: in a good way Well if you, <laughs> I was going to say if you if you happen to be in the greater Las Vegas area you can often find me in Vesta Coffee Roasters shout out to Vesta which is oh downtown God. but obsessed with Vesta that- obsessed
1: we we brew there I actually okay this is a just a little moment on Vesta uh-huh. um When we're running out low on coffee beans, I literally Mm -hmm. go on to the app to order two amazing lattes and a bag of coffee beans. (laughs)
0: There it is. (laughs) There it is. If you gotta go in and pick up the beans, you might as well get a latte to go for you and you and the boo. Um, But assuming many people may be listening to this who are not in the greater Las Vegas area, um, there are a few ways to get a hold of me. So number one, please feel free to visit our website, gaexperiences.com. That's got a whole litany of information on it about the different groups you've worked with, the framework, um, how you can get access to the course that I teach about the framework, all kinds of good stuff. Um, you can also check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, my LinkedIn profile is a good way to get a hold of me directly if you're interested in more information or you'd like me to come out and hang out with you, help you redesign your dating experience, your home renovation. <laughs> I don't typically do spouse redesigns, so that's above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> Uh, a lot of other things, you know, working with teams, work with organizations, that's a great way to get me relatively quickly. So I would say those are probably the two quickest ways to get a hold of either me or me through a couple of folks um, at the company who keep tabs on our, our website communication tools.
1: I love that. Okay, so... Be it action items, like what can people do to prioritize themselves, prioritize changing their experience? What do you got for us?
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I often suggest, I mentioned we use Mad Libs, um, is to use, um, kind of a daily Mad Lib. So this is an exercise we have people do. Well, it's part of an exercise we have people do early on when they're learning the framework. And that is to, rather than designing a large-scale experience, pick the three adjectives you'd like to experience in a given day or a morning or hour, whatever period of time is really pretty incremental for you. Um, and then we have them put down their to-do list. So the things that you have to do in a given day, name a couple of those. They can be as simple as brush your teeth or as complex as, you know, buy home or whatever you got on the docket. Um, and then we, we have them go through this Madlib where they invert whatever their to-do is and we turn it into a get-to-do. And so we say, in order to feel, I don't know, um, you know, bubbly while I am doing the laundry, I can X, Y, and Z, right? And we have people start to list out a couple things that they can do small, big, in between, it doesn't matter, um, to start shifting their paradigm around those daily get-to-do experiences that we have that we can design. So if you do nothing else, I would say give that a whirl. Um, It's a great, great place to start. And it's a nice, easy way to kind of dip your toes in the water of feelings-led experience design without having to completely overhaul every single facet of your life uh, from the jump.
1: Ah, that's so fun. I love that. Okay. Well, I'm going to do that after this, when I hang up, I'm going to be like, okay, how do we rechange this list of things to do today to get us to December 12th? Yeah,
0: that's right. That's absolutely right.
1: Uh, Mallory, I can't wait. Well, we'll have to do Vesta. I actually go every Saturday after I work out with one of our mutual friends. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. uh, so Mm -hmm. we go every Saturday morning and I, I just love that place so much. It's actually why we moved that coffee shop is why we moved to Las Vegas. So yeah, it's the winner—it's a real winner.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I yeah, it's got a special place in my heart. I could be sponsored by Vesta on many days. I think I, if they did sponsorships, I feel like I could really oh, throw my hat in the ring. Well, <laughs> you know, fine for
1: one, we'll have to send this episode to them because uh, that's a couple of us would like a sponsorship, and they do—they're neighbors <laughs> of mine. They actually live down the street, so I probably could <laughs> just make that there happen. Knock on the door. <laughs> hi. Hey Jared. Hi, um, hi. We could uh-huh. really uh, help. You could actually change this experience a little bit by this. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mallory, you are lovely. Enjoy your trip that you're on. And thank you for taking thank um, you. your time to really share this with our listeners because I really think it's life-changing and I'm more I'm so inspired from where I was 45 minutes ago. So thank you. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will hopefully see you in Vegas soon. Yay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Everyone, until next time, be it till you see it.